to another midweek here at Press Church. As always, got CR, Chrissy, Jason, and myself, Sean. And we're going to dig into something else today. But before we do, make sure to hit that like button, the subscribe, and the notifications. Make sure you're up to date on everything going on. All right, guys. So how do you deal with somebody that just drives you crazy? <laughs> like, we all know. We all have that. We all have a person, whether it's at work Maybe it's church. Maybe it's looking at me. Maybe it's somebody. <laughs> maybe it's somebody here. But like, what do you deal with people who maybe have different personalities and you think differently? Like, just dealing with people. Like, what's what's your go-to? Avoidance. Avoidance. <laughs> okay, so that's good. I just think I think most home. people would would probably say that that's. Yeah, that, that's my go-to tactic. What happens when you can't avoid it? Yeah. He's like, I just. That's a good question. I call CR. I run away. Yeah, I'm more confrontational. Yeah, Yeah. CR, can you deal with this for us? We we don't want to say the things that everybody wants to say. I I don't like confrontation for the sake of confrontation. Right. I I like it so that. Are you sure? Because I I do. I mean, I I like to get to truth, right? Yes. Like I have this. this passion for finding what's the real deal, what's really going on, right? And so if I can get into even a heated conversation with someone, it feels like I like someone to passionately argue their right. their position. Yeah, when you push, you want argue. somebody to push back. Yeah, yeah. because I feel like then you will get to the greatest amount of truth. If you got somebody who's kind of like, meh, I don't really care. So I'm And not yeah, most really people are like, I don't want to push back. And so you're just like, oh, this is boring. Whatever, let's move on. <laughs> right, right. We're not going to get to it. There's a... no fight here. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to have a, a great conversation with somebody who really, really believes something about whatever it is, and then uh, we can kind of figure out. Okay, well, you know, if I push back, or I, if I come up with this angle or that angle, you know, it can can we find a, a, a truer position on? This? So you're less offended by someone thinking differently than you you're more offended by them not being able to back up why they think the way they think probably i don't know that <laughs> like, would, like like you could be like oh whatever we're disagree like some people yeah. are like how could you disagree? how could you think differently than me on this or how do you how could you be okay with that and you're like just just be honest be real like tell me why you really think that way yeah be willing to back it up yeah and i don't mean to say any of those kinds of things to say like well i can't be offended it's like i certainly can be offended i i would have an emotional reaction to certain things but it's not necessarily people being passionate about subjects or uh their personalities being you know uh really uh i don't know extreme when it Mm. comes to a position uh those kinds of things don't put put me off it's uh I'm trying to think of like, okay, well, what kind of things actually do then? But um, let's just put you on the spot, <laughs> right? Yeah. It is. This is not about me. You right. guys talk over there. This is not about me. So let's get this get, get the spotlight off of me for a minute. But well, not. But not everybody has a personality like yours that can handle uh, mm, abrasive situations or conflict mm, in that manner where they're pushing in. Um, you and I are similar in that, where we will push into conversations. We're not afraid of that challenge. Yeah. Um, but not everybody's like that. So if you're a person who's more passive, and you're coming across CR and I, See, we, I we're I scary. There's passive is part <laughs> of it. We're abrasive. Part of it for me, though, because I'm not like you guys in that right. way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can be if I absolutely have to, but it's not my default setting. My default setting is I want everyone to like me. Mm. And so sometimes that 
kind of abrasive or even just generally want to push into things makes people unlikable. Yeah. And so I don't want to be that. I want everyone to like me. Now, the problem is when you're trying to be like that, then a lot of people end up not liking you because they have no idea what you think because mm. you blend into everything, mm. you know. Yeah. So I'm not saying that's the better way to handle <laughs> it. But I do think it's not always that people are passive. It's more they just want everyone to get along. Mm -hmm. They want things to be okay and smooth. Yeah. That's more important to them than getting to the yeah, truth. Yeah, it really, uh, you could say it comes down to priorities. What's, values. What's the, yeah, values. Yeah. 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 Um, and and that's, that's the hard part about this is, you know, what you guys value is ultimately is maybe different than what I do. Right. Which is probably different from what Sean does. Yeah, I would say yeah. I'm kind of in the middle. Like, mm -hmm. I like having hard conversations. I like having hard conversations, like true conversations, like getting down to like, all right, let's actually, mm -hmm. let's actually talk through this. And I'm not worried as much about their f feelings in it. Not that I don't care about their feelings. Um, but I'd rather get out the other side and really mm -hmm. learn, mm -hmm. so learn something. Yeah. Like what, what's the learning point in this? How do we grow through this? Well, but you have I only care about their feelings if it's going to impact what, how right. they think about yeah. me. <laughs> right, right. Well, and then you have people who are, you call them empaths, people who are right. like, they feel yeah. all the yes. emotions in the room. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so they just want they just want everybody to be happy. Like, yeah. I just want to make, I, right. I want this room, I, there's yeah. tension, guys, there's tension. There's tension. And I want to get rid of it because they feel that so much. But they're very in tune to the emotional yeah. side of, yeah. so how do you of a relationship. So how do you deal with all that then? You tell them they're wrong. I mean, <laughs> that's a turn. I'm going to go hide in the corner and cry. For me personally, you know, I, I have had to learn, you know, that if you're into the Enneagram, I'm an eight. Yay, eights. Um, so I, am, I, I know I can come off abrasive. I can come off harsh. I can uh, seem aggressive sometimes in conversation. I've had to learn that about my own personality. And in, if we're talking in like a leadership setting, you know, I, I do have people who I'm leading that are empaths, that right. are, you know, more sensitive than I am, that are not a person who wants to have mm -hmm. that challenging conversation. Yeah. Um, so I've had to learn for myself how to tone down my eightness, you mm -hmm. know, how to tone down that aggressive. Become more self-aware of. Right, yeah. right. Like, you know, I, I've been told by people that, you know, um, I'm sarcastic or you know no um, the b oh, word wait. even <laughs> right you right. know a bother? um's family yes a bother <laughs> of that b word um you know and so i've had to assess my own personality how am i coming mm. across to people yeah, not right. not in a manner of being people pleasing but well, how can wanna, i best serve yeah if you want to actually communicate with right. someone you mm -hmm. have to they have to be willing to listen right. to you yeah. but yeah. it's no different for you either right. as a person who wants everybody mm -hmm. to like you mm -hmm. You need to assess that for yourself too. Of how can I lead them mm -hmm. in a manner that's going to help them, not just get them to like me. Right. Yeah. And sometimes those are opposing. Exactly. End results. Which is a struggle. Oh yeah. 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 Well, and in, in a leadership space, you know, you're you may be wanting a certain outcome or thinking you're communicating in a certain way. Mm -hmm. In reality, it's like you're you're on a different wavelength. Like yeah. you're saying something over here. Your heart may be in a great place, sure, yeah. but there's damage coming from yeah. what you're doing. And I think as as leaders, I mean, we all have to really be careful and attune, I would say, to what's actually going on and how people are being affected. Because if I want to lead uh, in a way that's 
beneficial and encouraging and actually getting something, uh, I have to be aware of maybe some of my social quirks or yeah. some of the things that I tend to do. And, and being a good leader, I think, is being willing to, to humble yourself a little bit and say, you know what, I don't have a problem with this or I think it's fine. They need to... Yeah. You know, they need to be the ones to change. Like, well, yeah. what, what you're saying and what you're communicating can sometimes be mm-hmm. two separate things. Be two things. different things. Yeah. And you don't necessarily yeah. recognize that. Because you think what right. you're saying is what you're communicating. Mm-hmm. But you missed it. But if I'm not in leadership, why should I care? That's right. They should just <laughs> follow you and do what you say. <laughs> if I'm just at work and I have somebody who's always annoying me. Why do you keep looking at me when you say that? I feel threatened. <laughs> 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 It's a uh, it's passive aggressive. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It's it's how I want you to know that you're bothering me without me telling you that you're bothering right, me. Right, right. No one's ever passive aggressive though. So, I mean, never, <laughs> ever, or sarcastic. <laughs> right. Never, ever. I just assume I'm always the one bothering somebody. I mean, it's like you just sit in that camp. That's just gonna I'm be gonna a bother. given. It, uh, there's not a. There's no uh, scenario in which I come off and so if somebody leaves the church, CR just assumes, oh, I probably said something it's to them. It's my fault. Yeah, it's probably <laughs> you can probably trace it back to me somehow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, True. Well, I, I do think that it's just it's about being self-aware. You know, yeah. you got to know yeah. your your stuff. You know, and I think the most dangerous situation is to not be aware of your stuff you're never going to be probably fully aware of all your brokenness and and how that comes out the sides but you you do need to do some self-examination you know that's why you know uh there can be a case made for some counseling or therapy or that kind of thing um and i think that you have to 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 dig in and i feel like the scriptures give you an opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. you know like you you need to question your motives and your behaviors yeah. and things like that. Yeah. And I think if you're not in a place of submission, you're probably not doing that. And then if you uh, dig in further than that, maybe you have a problem with being in submission and maybe that points to some issues that you have, you know? So I feel like, um, at least me personally, I can only speak for myself in this, but I wrestle with that all the time. I mean, I know that I have issues and brokenness and I have to work through a lot of stuff and scripture kind of brings that out like it when I l- look at my life mm. uh in re- in reflection through scripture right. I, uh, I got I got okay. some I got some, got some things do. I got to do you know <laughs> so that yeah. so in my mind that brings up a couple questions you know the first one is like what do you do in a situation where you're dealing with someone who isn't very self-aware mm-hmm. right it, you know and, yeah. and and it could be for a lot of reasons it could be they're young Right. You know, yeah. they're, they're still right. learning, they're developing mm-hmm. self-awareness, and they're still right. becoming who, yeah. you know, yeah. they're, they're growing into being. Um, it, you know, so not even, yes, from a leadership role, that, that's one thing, but also just from, gosh, I'm, I, I got to be in the same room with this person. Right. You know, what does the Bible say about <laughs> dealing with people like that? What do we learn from Scripture as ways to handle that? Right. Well, and I, I think our our go-to is always trying to um, project while why we are the correct party in the mm-hmm. relationship. Right. If they just understand my point of view, mm-hmm. or if they just, it's less about listening or mm-hmm. or you're getting to know the other person. It's more about you need to hear what I have to say. You need to think mm-hmm. how I'm thinking. 
How's that working out for you? Yeah. That's a good question. It's great. Well, you know, and sometimes there isn't a situation where one per, one party is wrong. You right. can both be right. Yeah. Right. Um, we were talking about some scripture earlier, right? Yeah. And we were talking about Paul and Barnabas. And so right. you get a situation here where uh, you got two people who are leaders in the faith, and they just disagree about yeah. an issue. Mm-hmm. I think we should do this. No, I think we should do this. Right. And yeah. there isn't necessarily a right or wrong answer in it. It's just right. they disagree about it, yeah. and they have to part ways for a while over it. You know, <laughs> if you're keeping track at home, you can go to Acts 15 and read about, yeah. you know, what what the because the disagreement was about an assistant that they brought along with mm-hmm. them, John Mark. Yeah, and a trip earlier, and in, in Acts 13, he had kind of bailed on him mm-hmm. in the middle, and now they want to do it another trip and go back and visit some. And Barnabas says, "Let's take him." And Paul says, no way, he bailed on us. I right. can't afford that kind of person in the camp. Like, the, right. we were counting on him. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so, you know, they they end up actually splitting. And Paul takes Silas and Barnabas goes and gets John Mark. And we actually don't hear much about right. <laughs> how that went <laughs> right. uh, later. If, but, if you dig into that narrative, you can get a picture of their personalities. Yes. I mean, Paul... Yeah. It, <laughs> kind of comes off as an abrasive dude sometimes. Oh, yeah. I mean, let's face it. Yes. He went around, like, killing Christians. He was, like, a zealot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when he makes the conversion, it's strong. not a little... Oh, he was not all a little in. conversion. Yeah, right? yeah, but here you got this Barnabas character who is part of this conversion process, right? Oh, right yeah. after uh, this incident happens, uh, uh, you know, uh, He Paul... introduces Paul to the... To Peter and yeah. James yeah. and John, to the, yeah. the so, church. So you see something about Barnabas, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, so he has this... Uh, accepting forgiving heart about him right yeah. so he does this with paul and he does it with john mark right and paul doesn't like it yeah. it's like paul's a beneficiary of this attitude and then turns yes. around and like pass the part company over it you yeah. know so well, because it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna suit paul's plan right right to be that way and yet here you have a guy who was massively influential mm-hmm. in christianity and uh, you know it, yeah. It's it's a transference to the Gentiles. God used him and all of this uh, influenced the church. You know, I often say we're not so much Christians in the West; we're Paulstians. Yeah, uh, because that's our interpretation. We see it yeah. through through that more Western lens that right. Paul yeah gave us. But I think with this scenario, we're seeing some of Paul's personality flaws. Right. Yeah. We're seeing where he's like, okay, embrace it maybe a little bit like see, myself. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I have my agenda. That's you not, don't a fit my agenda. It's not, it's a not a justification. It's not a justification. Nope. Yeah. Well, just for the Stop record, trying to justify you realize, your... he, he got imprisoned a bunch of times. I'm like Paul. He got beat to death. He got stoned. He got, you know. Right. Yeah. He didn't. You know, there are a lot of people I mean, of it didn't turn out very well. I, I think we could say Paul's an extreme personality. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's definitely something. That's where I was going. Yeah. Extreme personality right here. I own it. I'm a bit much sometimes. But what are you going to do with it, Chrissy? I try to tame it. That's And it's not I, the only there conflict. There is Jesus. Thankfully, there right, is Jesus. Right, right, right. It's not the only conflict that we see uh, right. uh, uh, with Paul or the mm. other disciples, apostles, right? right. So, he, But I think well, that the verse that keeps coming to mind as we're talking about this is, as iron sharpens iron, one man sharpens another. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it, that verse is often talking about these situations. You know, um, how how did Barnabas sharpen Paul? How did mm-hmm. Paul sharpen Barnabas? Right. How yeah. that tension between them. Yeah. yeah, they split ways. They were like, there okay, were you're wrong. No, you're yeah. wrong. Yeah. There were sparks. If we think about the process of 
physical yeah. iron sharpening yeah. iron mm -hmm. that is a rough process mm -hmm. right. yeah. you know so i i think God has a sense of humor, and he's like, okay, I'm going to put CR and Jason together. Watch this. It's going to be good. You know, and right. Paul and Barnabas. I'm going to put Paul and Barnabas together. Right. Watch this. It's going to be good. Yeah. You know, and it, but he does that for our benefit, yeah, right? yeah. For, to help us grow, to help us see it from another perspective. Well, and I think from experience, walking through and being willing to talk through difficult experiences relational experiences nine times out of ten if they actually work through and are able to come together and work through it the result of that is a higher level of trust yeah um higher level of patience uh of grace uh, i mean there's greater understanding of the other person right you just there's a there's a maturity in that relationship that in the middle of it, it is terrible i mean mm -hmm. it sucks it's just like I don't yeah. want to be dealing with this, yeah. the uncomfortableness, the unknowns, the what are they thinking, what are they thinking, who's, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. and it's uncomfortable. But then when you get to that other side, I mean, I've, I've just seen it so many times, you know, maybe there's a friendship there that wasn't there before. Mm -hmm. There's a, and maybe they, they still disagree. There's still a, a, a disagreement on certain levels, but there's a mutual respect. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean. Paul, again, another guy in the New Testament that seemed to have some issues. But um, in Galatians 2, he talks about how Peter comes to where he is, right? And and even though Peter told him, oh, yes, we, we're so glad the Gentiles are becoming Christians. We think it's wonderful. We bless it. It's great. But then Peter shows up and... And he's eating with the Gentiles. He's doing everything he'd said. Right. But then apparently some other people from Jerusalem come. The Jews, they're more some other about, Jews come in. And they're, they're more about being Jewish and all this. And so Peter mm -hmm. kind of cowtails over to, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to just tell. I'm not going to eat with the Gentiles anymore because right. these Jewish people are here. And, and I and Paul has and it just goes at him. And, and Paul just says, <laughs> I, I, I confronted him to publicly. his face. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like it, it wasn't just. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then we see in Acts 15 where that whole dispute kind of goes to the council and becomes this, all right, here's what yeah. needs to happen. Uh -huh. But it was because Paul was willing to confront Peter, like the mm -hmm. the guy <laughs> yeah. that Jesus said on this rock, I'll build my church, you know, like, right. and Paul was like, no, that you, you're not being, you're yeah. not being consistent. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not being authentic with what you said. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to call you on it. And it's hurting other people. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I can't just let that go. Yeah. And, and that's a, that's a tough situation to be in but you know Paul was willing to risk right uh, his personal credibility by confronting a leader and yeah. and it sounds like Peter listened you know and we know Peter from if you read through the gospels and hear what Peter was like he was impetuous he would just jump and do things and right. I mean, yeah, he, he, had, was a, mm -hmm. he was a he was a personality kind yeah. of guy right <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and and so and we love that about him but it also right. got him in trouble a few times again another personality yes. we're yes. talking about personalities peter mm -hmm. yeah. personality flaws we all have yeah. them right. we all have i them. think that we we want to jump to the the paul role in that yes mm -hmm. where we're like oh we need to call out well, we don't want to be wrong Right, right. Well, yeah. You know, we don't want to be the, the be Peter role in that yeah. where we're wrong and someone's calling us. Right, out. but we're yeah. much more likely uh, yeah. to say, okay, what what's wrong that I'm going to point out? Mm -hmm. But I think being in leadership, we need to be willing to be in both positions. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We have to be. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. With humility. Because I'm not right all the <laughs> right, time. Right. 
it, it, it requires humility to engage other people. I, you mm-hmm. know, I, I know that sounds dismissive and simple. It's just, just use some humility. Yeah. Like that's easy. Because it's, no, it's, <laughs> dang, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's dangerous. Right. You could hurt me. Yeah. You yeah. could take advantage. You have to of be vulnerable. My, you could yeah. take advantage of my, of my vulnerability. But, but not, uh, but you have to be, um, you know, uh, stand for what's right. You've got to be vulnerable, but you do have to stand for what's right. Yeah. And be willing to acknowledge when you think you're standing for what's right, you could still be wrong. You could still, still be, wrong. be wrong. Right. I think it is this authenticity of you've got, I think we started to talk about this before we got out here today, but uh, there you have to do what you're called to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 it's... Uh, you have to authentically be who you are called to be and not mm-hmm. out of your brokenness, but mm-hmm. in submission to Christ. You know, w- the way we do church is a style, right? Right. Some say an oh, expression, yeah, yeah. right? It's just a style. That's it. Yeah. Um, it doesn't make it necessarily right or wrong. But if God's called you to be that, then you need to be that. And that style may be in conflict with other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, humbly and vulnerably, you need to be who you have been called to be, right. you know? And and that's a tough wrestling that one has right. to enter into. And uh, yeah. it but isn't everyone easy. everyone may not like me if I do that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? They're not. They're, They're just not. Yeah. yeah. You just burst my bubble. <laughs> you do you, boo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I do think the humility, though, is... is and I think the problem in today's world is that humility is lacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, at least, and maybe they're compensating for actually being scared or being, you know, afraid mm-hmm. they aren't right. And so they overcompensate by acting like they know everything. Whatever. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Humility is lacking. And, and because we live in a world that basically says you have to be on top you have to be right you have to you know for right. you to be valuable you have to demonstrate that well we've made certainty producing. a god certainty oh, yeah. is now mm-hmm. yeah i'm so certain about everything yeah and humility sounds like i'm not certain mm-hmm. yeah and that's just true well and again when you look around if if you since there's less people who are working out of a humble space or out mm-hmm. of a giving space well why am i going to be the one to break the the trend right yeah because i'm gonna i'm gonna be the dead body over on the side Mm -hmm. who who's trying to do the right thing (laughs) screw that yeah yeah the first one to take that step is always the it's like the i'm not going to be the guinea pig yeah so i I remember and i don't even remember how long ago this was but i was reading something and they were talking about marriage and and how to talk about breaking the crazy cycle and and someone has mm-hmm. to be the first mm-hmm. to say I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. And and the longer you go in the argument, the harder it is for one person yes. because it's a greater risk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because now all of a sudden I have more to lose yeah. right. by admitting I'm wrong because I've been yes. piling up these reasons I was right, you right. know, and now I I'm gonna say and I was wrong. The unfortunate part of that is you both there's right in both sides. Oh, neither right. side is and fully, there's wrong in both sides. There's right. Yeah. Neither was fully right or fully wrong. Right. And Th- that reminds me of a, a, a challenging relationship I once had with a, a, a person that I worked with. They actually would engage the the uh, they would automatically say I was wrong right out of the gate. <laughs> it, it, so it was like their their way of winning the argument every time was uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I was totally wrong. I'm, to- I'm totally wrong. So it's like we yeah. can't they're, they're talk about you, the real issue. They're baiting you into convincing them that they were right which then proves you were wrong right so it's a very passive aggressive yes. way of arguing yes yeah. 
So it's so weird how everything can be twisted in our brokenness. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that you know I was (laughs) I was above all of that when I was. You You were perfect. We know, right? I mean, but 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 it's funny you bring that up, and I was like, you know, that was a major challenge in that relationship because they figured out how to trump you in every argument. It's like. Yeah. What, what do you do with that? Yeah. It, 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 yeah. Fine, do it my way and move on. Again, what's the goal? Is the goal to win the argument? or yeah. Right. Well, that's the hard thing. You know, the whole, is, is your goal to be, to be right or to be loving? Mm-hmm. And sometimes right. you can't be both. Right. Right, yeah. Sometimes you can, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. And you have to decide ahead of time what your priority is. And so when it comes to dealing with people who are different, I mean, that's really the question we have to bring to the table in every situation. And do I want to be loving? Or do I want to be right? Mm-hmm. Especially if I have to choose mm-hmm. between the two. Yeah. And there are times that being right is important. Right. And there are times that being loved, it's, it's cultivating the wisdom right. to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And that just takes time well, and I was, community well, I was gonna and say, experience. Well, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that in that, it, it, when it is a time that, you need, that being right is, does mm-hmm. seem to be the more important thing, how do you be right in a loving in way. a loving way yeah. and and that's the the, the yeah. loving part doesn't go away right. you can't no. just i'm right, right. i am right, right. forget loving love. you right. i am it right it has to be i love, love you but i'm right always, right it, it has to be love first yeah, yeah. and then okay i'm going to lovingly walk walk you through this you know, unlike Paul and Barnabas, where they were like, oh, "Peace out, you wrong. I'm going my separate <laughs> but way." But they did seem to resolve it later, right? Yeah. And that's right. something right. I was going to bring up that I, we can be very short-sighted with relationships, mm-hmm. and maybe some of that's from pain from a pattern. Maybe you lost a, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think we can be really short-sighted that it, everything has to get resolved here and now, and it has to. Be, it's like giving time. I mean, it's like our relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? We're continually growing. We're continually changing, learning more about God, more, learning yeah. more about ourselves. How are you utilizing that in those relationships mm-hmm. as well, knowing that, okay, I don't have to rush this. I don't have to fix this overnight. Yeah. That, that does open up another thing. Knowing you can come back to it. Right. I know I, we probably don't have time to go into this, but um, speaking of time, time is an issue. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there's this pressure in Christendom to immediately resolve your issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, that's not healthy. Like sometimes you need time, you need to be able to process, you need to be able to step yeah. away from something. Uh, and it can come back together later on. Mm-hmm. But there's this there's this sense of immediacy, like like if you don't you know, automatically uh, get this relationship in some sort of resolution, right. immediately you're somehow uh, going against God. You're, you're, well, I mean, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Right. It's kind of the way, you right. know, and so they take that to mean everything's got to be happy and wonderful before, you know, sunset. Right. Like they turn into werewolves or something at the... <laughs> right, know. right. But, you know, I think that could be a, okay, you know, let's agree that we need to continue this conversation, right. continue this argument, whatever it is. Let's put a pin in it, yeah. decide to be loving, and, and go to bed because I need my sleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, <laughs> and we'll come back to it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I tell married couples when they come in of, you know, I have a list of fair fighting rules, mm, how, how to, right. how right. to argue in relationship with your spouse and, yeah. you know, not be a jerk, not, right. you know, in that loving way. And one of the things is, you know, let's take a break. Let's mm-hmm. put a pin in this, come back to it tomorrow, but you got to come back to it well, right. in relationship. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. And then you discuss, that's a whole nother video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, Here we go. maybe next, next time. At the next end of the time. day, we're going to be working on this the rest of our lives. Right. Yeah. Yep. It's people are people. We're and we're, we're flawed. We're, we're people and we're broken. We're broken. Yeah. Right. We've got our issues. Except for CR. <laughs> I'd be the yes, first. Yes, I was about to, to say yeah. he's got a lot of them. Yeah. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, you guys got something in, uh, from this. You know, in whatever relationships you're dealing with right now, uh, there's probably somebody in your life that that uh, you don't always see eye to eye with and agree with all the time. So hopefully you can take some of these things and, and put it into practice, knowing that we're never going to be perfect. We're going to have, you know, our issues. But Amen. Well, <laughs> I hope you guys have a good rest of the week. As always, if you have questions or anything you want us to dig into, let us know, and we will see you soon. Take care.